gents, back at it again, episode 28. Woohoo! <laughs> Down in the studio, Marty Bathwater, Teddy B, <laughs> El Huncho, we here, baby? I am ready to get after it tonight. Oh, yeah. Drink a little bit, maybe a little bit more than normal. I'm just, it's been a long week. Oh, man. <laughs> like, get after, after it. it. Get after it and get after it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just taking it regular tonight. Which is my getting after it. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> well, happy oh, yeah. to have you down yep. down the basement. It's nice. A little lead this week to lead us in. Mm-hmm. Gordo's Gordo's pick. Don't mind it one bit. No, it. Uh, I think it worked out. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I was talking to my old man about what music we should pick. Oh yeah, it was pretty funny, man. He had some good ones, but. Then it started down the music rabbit hole. Well, no, pull this song up. Pull this song up. I'm like, Dad, man, I just pulled up fucking 12 different songs. Like, yeah. And he's like, well, what did you guys play last week? And you're like, Puff Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I told him. He said we should play Joe Walsh, Rocky Mountain Way, too. Oh, and I was yeah. like, fuck, we already used yeah, it. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. Oh, told yeah. him Rod Stewart. He was jacked. It was funny. Fuck yeah. Well, uh, episode 28 of the BFB. Who you got, Gord? I don't know. See, Matt was kind of chirping my selections. Here. No, I was not. <laughs> we actually had the same selection. I just casually said, do you have any guys with numbers this week? <laughs> and I pulled up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. And he went, yeah, like a lot of like no-namers, you know? And I looked at my list, and I counted minimum three future golden jacket wearers <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> So, without further ado... I got, uh... Well, Marshall Falk, obviously. Yeah, that's the guy we both had picked. That's That's. one of the Hall of Famers. Um, you got Melvin Gordon. Where's 28? Used to. He currently wears 25, but yeah. Oh, he switched. Yeah, he did switch, yeah. This year? Uh, two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah, yeah. Alright, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I had him on the list. John Hilleman. Did not have him on the list. Third stringer for the Giants. (laughs) Quandre Diggs. Um... Alfred Blue, <laughs> yeah, guy not, who's not never, on my list. never ever been started. Yeah, but he's hung out there on the wire lots. Guys are adding that guy, dropping that guy, <laughs> adding that guy, dropping that guy. Well, guys like me, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Desperate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Xavier Crawford and Ronald Darby. Xavier Crawford. All right. Well, um, I saw a few other names that you went over. <laughs> We have Adrian Peterson, uh, wore that number the longest, 28, for the Vikes. Corey Dillon, who played for the Bengals and then moved along to the uh, Pats. Daryl Green, lockdown corner for the Washington Redskins, surefire, if not already, in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Carlos Hyde, San Fran edition. CJ2K, Chris Johnson, who recently came out this week and said, I can't believe guys say Chris Johnson is a one-year wonder. I had six years of a 1,000 yards rushing. <laughs> yeah, he did. Don't disrespect my name, basically. Put some respect on his name. Yeah. Uh, another future Hall of Famer, maybe he's, I think he might already be in too, Curtis Martin, uh, former Jet. Joe Mixon, Latavius Murray, Jonathan Stewart, uh, Darren Woodson, and uh, a guy, if you ask him, He'll tell you he should be in the Hall of Fame because he went on a massive uh, Twitter spree uh, spamming it all over the internet. Fred Taylor. Ah. Jags running back. 
he said, look at my numbers. If that's what it is, like, I should be in there. So, anywho. You think I, I was... Oh, and I picked work done out of everybody. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to the radio the other day, and I can't remember who they were saying should... Or, like, Philip Rivers and Eli Manning. Like, should either of those guys make it to the Hall of Fame? Man, the Eli one's the hardest one, because he actually has rings to his name. I know, but not a very good quarterback. Philip Rivers, you hear those rumors to, uh, that came out this week? No. About where he... Uh, like apparently wants to move on to next year. He's done in, done in, in LA. Yeah, he wants LA? to. Yeah, he wants to go f- uh, play for Tennessee. That's the rumor. Really? Yeah. He does look like a, a cowboy type, hey? Yeah, yeah I guess. Or, he can live on a ranch with his fucking twelve hundred <laughs> kids. Yeah, I need all that space for them to roam. Yeah, <laughs> <and> raise. <laughs> He's like, God damn, tired of going to the grocery store. Time to buy my own, grow my own food. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It's yeah. I, you know what? They might both make it in. Uh, yeah. I don't know how I feel on the subject. No. We'll see. It's it's highly debatable. That It's like, I don't know. We'll be Eli, Eli, if I had to pick between the two of them, I'd probably go Eli. Yeah, you would have to. Yeah. Because he's got the hardware, baby. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, One right. many, many moons ago. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the sponsor, Gordo? Oh, man. It's uh, it's hot. It's fresh on the streets. It's on your TVs. Well, some that can... Some of the one per, <laughs> some of the one percenters. <laughs> the one percenters that can afford it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Disney Plus, man. The new streaming service. <laughs> it is awesome. It's good. Oh, fuck, baby. I watched fucking Remember the Titans... The first night I got it. Oh, nice. So good. Man. Yeah, great movie. So yeah, good. Yeah, real nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good pick. What, what do you think? Well, I think, like, maybe in the spirit of of the BFB, we're such a welcoming and, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, accommodating pod. We're for the people. It's bigger than us. We've always known that. We just, like, in that theme, you could, you, we could, don't have it queued, but we could be playing C or be oh. our guests, be our guests, put your service to the test. Like that, I don't that know, you know, the, 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 the only be our guest version I know is, is more of a dress, a dress tune. <laughs> oh, baby. Are you sure you want to go through with this, sir? You do have a very full wardrobe as it is. Yes, but not completely full. Who you see? Some men hunt for sport, others hunt for food. The only thing I'm hunting for is an outfit that looks good. See my vest, see my vest made from real gorilla chest. This sweater, there's no better than authentic Irish setter. See this hat, it was my cat, my evening wear vampire bat. These white slippers are albino, African endangered rhino, grizzly bear underwear, turtles necks, I've got my share. Beret of poodle on my noodle, it shall rest. Try my red robin suit, it comes one breast or two. See my vest, see my vest, see my vest. It was that skin my chauffeurs, but a greyhound for tuxedo would be best. So let's prepare these dogs. Kill two for matching dogs. See my vest. 
the simpsons because you could watch all of those on disney plus yeah yeah that's real nice actually there was a bit of controversy at first that they uh had cut off some of the uh screen to fit the widescreen format oh so a lot of like the gags that they had written in like little signs and stuff that you like you know in those um like whatever panoramic scenes of like the city and stuff or like of the school oh yeah yeah, like little signs like kept funny jokes and shit would be on there and they were being cut off and people were pissed oh really bring it back bring the aspect ratio back to (laughs) 7.5 or something like that (laughs) it's fucked it was crazy anywho Hmm. um yeah simpsons is on there real nice real nice it's good man i like it yeah um but on in that vein like it's kind of crazy how Basically, cable will be a thing of the past very soon. It's true. Everybody's just going for these streaming services. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is actually pretty wild. You know, like it's, I'm still a cable guy. Yeah, like honestly, like I don't know if I thought about this years ago. There's no way I could dream this. Oh, this is bad. Oh, this no. is really bad. Oh. That's not what. Fuck you. Oh, Teddy, you slip it up. <laughs> yeah, you slip it, Teddy. You been hitting it? <laughs> old, old Gil's slipping up. <laughs> old Gil. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. You can't really, like, think about it. Uh, when you think about, like, whatever, all these streaming services, it's going to be... It's, it, they're hot. They're new. They're hot, but, like, I don't have 400 bucks a month to spend on streaming services. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, things that uh, you never thought we'd be talking about, right? <sighs> Like Scotty and the A-Pool. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Scotty and the A-Pool. And we thought we'd just, I don't know, like kind of, you know, get him get him where he needs to be right now. <laughs> and now here I am. Got a taste at the beginning of the year, fell out, fell out, and now is sitting in a position of the A pool. Yeah, third place, man. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I actually uh, reached out to Scott. He didn't have much to say. Uh, he didn't pick up, but he left me a voicemail, short and sweet. I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. <laughs> think he's ready boys <laughs> i think scotty is ready for the april man and all the power to him yeah props Take, taking my place up there 
Oh, man. All right, well, should, should we, we jump into it? Should we get on to it? Oh, man, we're, we're still clipping, man. 13 minutes? Oh, yeah. Not even bad. Yeah, exactly. Not even bad. 13 minutes, too good. Little snippets for the boys. Yeah, exactly. Teddy's working overtime these days. Teddy's working overtime. He's a little tired, mixing up clips, not labeling them <laughs> the right way on the soundboard. But uh, you know what? We'll, we'll talk in yeah. uh, in production later this week, and we'll have a meeting. Well, out, guys will know? have a meeting. Yeah. Uh, which uh, well, should we jump into it? We got a first one yeah. right here from Q and A loyal loyal listener. Uh, seems like this guy. He's an inquisitive guy. Yes. 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 Quite a few. Quite a few questions. And it's probably from the QMP. Our boy, we love him. He said in recent conversation with Marty B, he said that given the question mark that is the tight end position, he said he's opening to uh, adding another flex instead of just a tight end, which we talked about last week. My question is this: Could you open up solo defensive players? Why is defense lumped together? You can have an indif- independent defensive player. Yeah, IDP. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a lot of fucking around. Well, you just find like a stud. Like you, you I think, depends how, I, I've never played in any league with an IDP, but you, you got to look at how much sacks. <clears throat> like, is it for like, multiple categories? Oh, yeah. Like forced fumbles, sacks, interceptions. Uh, pass deflections, pass knockdowns, hurries, and all that shit. Yeah, I think. so you can only pick between like safeties, linebackers, and cornerbacks. Or pretty, what? pretty much, yeah. Unless it's like a stud linebacker, like I'd take Luke Keekley, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I don't know. I've never played in it. I, I'd I, take Leighton Vanderesh. <laughs> Not like helping that. your cause. There, I like that show. guy. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, he's he's good. Jalen Smith is also good. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, we could. You could try it. Well, yeah. If anybody's gonna try, it's gonna be that corrupt GM of the Triple F, Huncho, <laughs> tossing it in there, no. not asking anybody. Just oh yeah, boys. <laughs> oh yeah. I tossed this in. Somehow I ended up with Aaron Donald. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> 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 oh man, and somehow fucking Marty would end up with Miles Garrett, and then you'd be. <laughs> we'll be talking about Miles later. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of Pittsburgh and Cleve, uh, in the game last week, Scotty had a question not to do with uh, with uh, our boy Miles, and the scoundrel Scott said after the Pittsburgh Cleveland game last week, do you think the limelight on Garrett? is a benefit in disguise for the Browns. The benefit being it takes Mayfield out of the spotlight and maybe relieves some of the pressure on him. Mm, no. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I think it, anything it magnifies. Well, it's not gonna it's not gonna benefit us because our best defensive player is gone, so that sucks. And uh, it doesn't benefit us because as soon as Baker throws his first pick, everybody's <laughs> gonna be like, Oh yeah, up. Garrett's old news. Here we go, back yeah. again. You know, uh, unfortunately, that's the way it is under the microscope. I read a tweet earlier today where it was like people are so quick to jump on these second-year quarterbacks like Jimmy G and uh, Baker and who's the other guy that they were talking about? Um, Sam Darnold. Darnold. And they were saying uh, something along the lines of, if you look back in history, how were the second seasons of Matt Ryan and Drew Brees? How did that turn out, right? Yeah. So, oh, and the other one was Daniel Jones. 
where yeah. they were like, you can't, you can't like give up on these guys early just because they're tossing picks as young quarterbacks. They've got mm-hmm. a lot to learn. It's, it's, you know, it's a complicated position. There's what thirty two positions, thirty two yeah. people in the world that can have that job, and oftentimes there's usually only fourteen or fifteen <laughs> that can do it well. Yeah, yeah you know, like or at somewhat consistent bait, uh, rate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I uh, I don't know if it benefits us. I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on Mayfield, regardless of yeah. the situation. Yeah, I think Until he handled it pretty well, though. The way he can take that off is by playing. Uh, I, I wouldn't even say he played great in the Pittsburgh game, but he was throwing some nice strikes early on, really stepping into them. If he can connect with OBJ a bit more and then get maybe Njoku involved because he's back well, he's off ba- the IR. Is he back? He's back, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Who's been stashing him? John never dropped him. He stashed him on his wire. Or on his uh, IR, sorry. Mm. Yeah, uh, and Drew picked him up in the Triple F a few weeks ago, I believe. I'm rolling Ryan Griffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ever a doubt? I don't even think Njoku's allowed on the uh, hard, oh, no, hard hat RSRS. I had OJ Howard uh, when I played Andy, and okay. he fucking got me a tutty. I was fucking jacked. <laughs> what, what, what game was that? When The one where he like fumbled it when he caught it on his back? It was last week. Last week, yeah. yeah. Did you see that fumble? I didn't it was see. Fucked. Fucked. He like bobbled it and then was like trying to catch it on the back, oh, no. on the small of his back. Last week, he, he got blanked. Yeah. The week before. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. But. <laughs> oh, blur. It is a blur. <laughs> Fantasy is a blur. And I've been riding such a roller coaster in the N40L anyway. So I'm yeah. just, you know. Almost, you've been almost riding a buzzsaw, hey, bud? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Next question. Next question. All right. Hey, boys. I've got a couple fantasy questions for you. The first one pertains to Marlon Mack, to the Marlon Mack injury. Would you guys run both Hines and Williams for the foreseeable future until Mack returns, or would you roll Williams and see what kind of touches Hines gets with Wilkins soon, soon uh, to return to the lineup? Is it too much to have both these guys rostered week in and week out until Mack returns? I don't think you can have both. I don't know. Like Tonight, Hines put up a solid stat line. I've never been a big Naheem... Heinz guy, he's too slight for he my liking. He his longest run ever, and it was like fucking 20 yards tonight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, he's too slight. I like the way uh, they were feeding that Williams guy quite a bit, so I think if you're going to stash one, it should be him or even play one. I just can't see Heinz holding on to that role with Wil- when Wilkins returns. No. no, and Wilkins is kind of their red zone guy. Yeah, he? he's good. I really yeah. like him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not bad. Uh, and then the p- second part, uh, completely different focus, What's going on in L.A. with the Rams? Is Robert Woods the same player he was touted to be going uh, going forward? And these both these questions came in from Banya, global citizen. <laughs> Fucking Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, it's... Uh, I don't think the Rams are what they used to be, obviously. But it's tough to repeat in this league, man. It is, yeah. Especially when you got the Niners that good in the division, the Seahawks. Like, the Seahawks were not nearly as strong last year. And so, I don't know. I think... uh, Maybe Sean McVay doesn't have it anymore. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um... I think with uh, Robert Woods, I think there's some other factors playing into it. Like he didn't play last week because of personal reasons or something like that. And it was like 
an hour or two before kickoff. So that's uh, that's a little, you know, maybe fishy. I don't know if, if there's something going on uh, with his family or whatever. Anyways, you don't want to speculate. So there's he's probably got that on his mind. And then, yeah, consistency hasn't been great. Really, the only receiver worth uh, playing this year has been Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup's been good, man. Operating out of the slot, I yeah. like him. Yeah, but like Brandon Cooks has been battling yet another concussion and injury. And Woods, who knows? Yeah, it's hard to say. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't drop him. I would keep him for sure. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to ride it out. Yeah, you, you know? got to ride it out. Same thing right now. Like Kenny Galladay and Keenan Allen have done shit for me in a couple uh, leagues. They have. In the last couple weeks. So I'm not but dropping they, but them But they've hit a few times. Yeah, early on in the season, right? I'm not going to drop them. You got to ride it out with your with those kind of guys. You just got to. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I like that. I like that one from uh, Mr. 305. Oh, baby. Oh, Ted. Theodore. Oh, baby. Oh, oh man. Shit. That's 305. Mr. Worldwide. That's the Banya, man. Oh, Global yeah. Citizen. Global Citizen Banya. Well, we have one more question in this. Uh, in the, or actually two. So we got two more. Well, yeah. The last one that I'm going to cover here came in from uh, the Corona himself in the Couve. And uh, it's directed at you, Huncho. And it's funny that you just brought up Cooper Cup because he's got a bone to pick. He says, Is there a way to get a break from the kiss of death that is Gord mentioning players on my team each week on the pod? I got crushed by his Cooper Cup bounce back player prediction. Josh Allen had a terrible week after being featured on the Fearless Forecast. Any help is greatly appreciated. Oh, fuck, man. I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> I don't think I have any of your players this week. But let me check quickly. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh God. I'm I'm sorry, Andy. <laughs> it wasn't uh it wasn't a divisional mind fuck? No man, it wasn't. Oh baby. Um, let's see. <laughs> No. Nobody, hey? No, you're good this week, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Can't wait for next week's follow-up question from some other pissed-off guy. Like, (laughs) K-Gord, fuck off. Don't have eyes on my squad. (laughs) Oh, man. Get your eyes off. Fucking hell. That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it is the kiss of death, man. We We were talking about the kiss of death this week. I can't remember why. Who? You and I. Really? Yeah. Where? Um, At the game? No, I don't know. I was about fantasy, but... Oh. Well, we went for wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went for wings after hockey on... uh, When was it? Monday night? Johnny won the helmet. Yeah. We caught the end of the Monday nighter, and Johnny, the Valley View Vice himself, won the raffle for the NFL helmet. Yeah. A Chargers one. It's actually pretty nice. Yeah. He was like, oh, sweet. What team is it? To the waitress. And she's like, I don't know. The lightning bolts? <laughs> oh, so man. you guys fill the thrill helmet. Yeah. I like it. No I like birth it. control pill, baby. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Last question? Last question. This one's in from the Yeti. Oh, welcome back, Yet. Um, 
You know, obviously he he likes to monitor situations, right? Oh yeah, um, devoted to the league and devoted to the pod. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, he writes in, says, "Well, Gord, you won last week, but the former few have been quite disappointing. <laughs> Not as disappointing as the deer antler soup the black bear made me last week, though. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking." <laughs> Obviously, obviously not using the Jamie Oliver cookbook I got. <laughs> but down to business, Marty Bathwater. Do you think... Or he's Sorry, he's asking me. Okay. He says, do you think you have any chance of making the A-pool? <laughs> Can you tackle the Big Bad Blazers this week? <laughs> Are you going down without a fight? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I, I mean, I'm not going down without a fight, right? I am, I'm not going down without a fight. <laughs> the number one heavyweight in the world. You'll be ready, won't you? Why? Because I waited for 50 years to make you ready. You'll be able to spit nails, kid. Like the guy says, you're going to eat lightning and you're going to crap thunder. You're going to become a very dangerous place. <laughs> Because I am fighting, alright? I am fighting tooth and fucking nail to get back into the A-pool, man. Yeah. And I think maybe if I win out, just maybe if I win out and the stars align, I might get in there. Yeah. And yeah. I got to keep my chin up, man. You got to keep your chin up. And I've been going through a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. old fantasy. Bit of a roller coaster. You know, um, the- on the highs... Reading Don't Kill Myself books the <laughs> yeah, next week. Yeah, okay, exactly. So. Yeah. On the highs and then being high reading Don't Kill Myself <laughs> <Yeah>. book. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think one thing that might help the hunch uh, with his A-pool aspirations is that uh, currently in our division, uh, the, I'm at 7-4. and four, He's at 5-6, and six, and that's good enough for second place. And you look over the old English division, and every single guy in that division is six and five. Yeah, they gotta eat them. They gotta eat themselves, you know. Yeah, that's so it's true. nice. They have to. They have you know guaranteed L's for the guys you're chasing. At yeah. least you know. So we'll see. Top three spots are spoken for. Johnny's got it in first. He's sitting at eight and three. The Boners are seven and four, and the Blazers are seven and four as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's celebrate the good things because we got to talk about the bad things. Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. Oh, are we passing around the NFL? Oh, we are. Oh, we got to do it right. Man. In unison, three, two, one. Oh, okay. Pass on, around. Go on three, not on one. <laughs> the chemistry. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, well, let's talk about it. It happened basically... 10 minutes before we were recording last week, so it was kind of instant analysis. Mm-hmm. Had a week to uh, to uh, think about this from every perspective, hear different stories. Um, I, I am going to try my best not to be a Browns homer, and I don't think I will because, really, what happened was uh, pretty fucking pitiful. So, we'll start it off with a question that came in from uh, another listener, uh, C-Rob. <laughs> Who sent in a question? He said, "With last week's Garrett outburst, is it fair to see so much backlash towards the player? In the heat of the moment, guys can make tons of stupid decisions, i.e., Pecky going full CN train and rolling over a goalie from behind. 
should it be a tarnish on their careers going forward? Especially for a guy who doesn't have a background of being an aggressive player. (laughs) (laughs) C-Rob. So should it be a tarnish on their record? Like, should it be the thing that we remember about Miles Garrett? Should it It, be? It shouldn't be, but it will be. Yeah, exactly. It absolutely will be. Exactly. You look at everybody that's involved with controversy... In sports, whether it's uh, like an ugly incident like this, we touched on Todd uh, Bertuzzi, Todd Bertuzzi, Donald Brashear, and Marty McSorley. Uh, but it could be even other things like you go, you look at Pete Rose with gambling, yeah, or like George Brett with the whole pine tar thing in baseball. Like these guys are remembered for certain, yeah, Mark McGuire and the steroids. Yeah, exactly. Who was it that used? Oh, Sammy and his, the corked bat. Like, yeah, you know, you do these things that then it's what unfortunately what people remember, whether it's good or bad. Right? So, yeah, he will be remembered for it. Uh, you know? What are you going to do? What are you going to fucking do? Um, but there was one part in his uh, in his question where he mentioned he doesn't have a background of being an aggressive player. At, last year, I agree. This year, not so much. Yeah. So, prior to Thursday night, Miles had... Uh, he already been fined twice for penalties he committed earlier this season. He was fined 10000 bucks. For punching Delaney Walker in the opening game against Tennessee, and then in uh, week two, the one week later, he was charged uh, fined forty two thousand dollars for two separate hits on Trevor Simeon, and one of them ended up breaking the guy's leg or his yeah, knee or something like his that. His ankle. So you know he's he's kind of got a he's got a, he's gonna get a reputation if he doesn't smarten it up and you know. Is he the next fucking? Not Richie Incognito, I wouldn't say. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I you gotta, you gotta. I don't know. The appeals process has happened, uh, and it turns out Miles was upheld, and the same with uh, Larry Ogunjobi's one game ban. Uh, but Pouncey gets two. Pouncey was reduced. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. And as of now, Mason Rudolph was given nothing, not even a fine. Little um, bitch, man. Yeah, you know what? Like, I, I have to say, like I, this. Whatever, this can be taken however it wants. This is how I feel. I think Mason Rudolph kind of went about things the wrong way when it was all said and done. You know, like, first off, playing complete innocence right after the game when clearly he was the instigator because he was pissed off that Miles took him down. Did Miles need to do it? No, but it was within the rules. It would or it would have been at worst a 15-yard penalty, right? Yeah. So he he reacts like that, and then six days after the fact, comes out and issues a formal apology that, I don't know, I guess it seemed genuine. He read it right off a piece of paper. I don't know. Whatever. Um, And for a guy that was like, you know, the way he acted on the field, calling bitch, by no means am I saying it's equivalent to getting a helmet to your head, (laughs) but I'm saying like, you know, don't play complete innocent. No, which he is. Exactly. So... That's a bit... It makes him look like a little punk. Well, yeah, that's a, a bit much. <coughs> and then, of course, today, uh, there came out... It came out that Miles said there was a slur accusation uh, today uh, when he was meeting with the NFL in hopes of getting his suspension reduced. And it was found that there was no evidence of such behavior. And it was tough because he said when he was getting interviewed, he's like, I don't want this to get out. Yeah, he, he said didn't I'd rather want not it. talk about it. Yeah, he didn't want it to be publicized. And then so he says what he says, and they go and publicize yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Well, 
But at the same time, like if if that's the thing that set you off, like why would you wait until now? You're interviewed right then when it happens. Like why would you let the court of public opinion also uh, levy a, basically a fine against you? Like in yeah, he waited true. a full week, and now everybody has this view of him. Like okay, now so you not only swung a helmet, but uh, like Show Life said, he said if it's true that he made this up. Um, it's accusing him. It's almost worse than actually hitting him in the first place. Like yeah. saying a guy's a racist when he's not. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, so it's and I tend to agree with with Show Life on that. Like, I don't know. Like he sent me. I told him fuck off, but he sent me a picture <laughs> of uh, Miles Garrett's like frame, like his whole body, but they replaced his face with that Jesse Smollett character. That said, he was uh, beaten up in Chicago. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. A gay black man in Chicago. And then, oh yeah, you know, he pretended he got beat up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it, I was like, oh god, fuck Shane. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my pod prep here. You know, <laughs> give a guy a break. So oh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I'm not surprised his, his his appeal didn't get overturned. Yeah, zero evidence to say that it happened, right? <coughs> and I mean, I don't know. To me, like. How hard are they looking too, right? Who knows that? Because, I mean, the NFL's crooked like that, man. It might not look good on them if one of their quarterbacks of their teams is using a racial slur against another player. Yeah, true. You know I what was, I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but the thing the thing that kind of that looks bad on Miles is not only did Pittsburgh players say, I didn't hear any of those any of that at all, yeah. but other Browns Browns players said that they, they weren't aware of anything that went down either. Yeah. So, you and then know. I can't remember who came on the Browns and said, well, you know, I'm not going to call him a liar, but he didn't say like, oh yeah, I believe. Right. Yeah. 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 Right? yeah. So, yeah. So anyways, I think we leave it at that. Turmoil and, in Cleveland. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Luckily we have Miami on, on, on Miami. Tap. Yeah. On tap. Uh, another big story we kind of mentioned last week was Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he had his shot and, uh, it just didn't go the way he exactly thought it was going to be. Right. And I mean, so I, I do agree with the transparency of it, but like, if you really want the shot, I think you would jump the hurdle or try to at least. Yeah. Right. Like how, why would you not want to have. 25 teams at your workout rather than 11 or whatever. I think the biggest bone to pick with him that was that the the original contract that most players signed his was altered slightly. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah the wording was to make him more compliant basically. And he said, "I'm not going to do that. Why should I be subjected to that?" So, basically, here here's the full timeline of how the weekend kind of went down. So, uh Cap has been had been in Atlanta Atlanta since Thursday and was supposed to take place at uh, the Falcons' facility. So right away, the shaky relationship was almost in jeopardy. Uh, The Kaepernick camp was upset that the NFL told them about the tryout on such short notice and that it was occurring on a Saturday instead of a customary Tuesday when workouts usually take place. BFB had it first. A Saturday (laughs) tryout would guarantee no high-level personnel would, would attend. Kaepernick team in the NFL had not formally spoken since February after the two sides had agreed to settle on the collusion case between with him and Eric Reed. Um, so to have a sudden Saturday workout did not really ease trust issues with, with like kind of coming out of the dark. Mm-hmm. NFL told Kaepernick team that there would be no media access to the workout, which the team agreed to. 
Kaepernick arrived in Atlanta Thursday. He was told it was unclear who his receivers would be. Uncomfortable, he agreed to fly in his own receivers at his own expense. On Friday, in addition to not having media access, the NFL suggested that Kaepernick's own team would be prohibited from filming the workout, thus leaving the NFL as the only entity with access to the video being sent to the 32 teams. Which isn't fair. No. (laughs) This was especially delicate because Kaepernick's team did not trust the footage the league would send out and didn't think it would be flattering. The fear was a 60-pass program might be edited down to his worst throws. The Kaepernick camp Friday began preparing for an alternate plan. The NFL then asked Kaepernick to sign a waiver, saying that he would not sue the NFL in the event that he didn't get signed after the workouts. The Kaepernick team countered with a standard injury form. As the issues remain unresolved, Saturday's workout remained in jeopardy. When Saturday finally rolled around, the issues remained unresolved. The NFL uh, refused to follow Kaepernick to film his own workout, uh, his media access, and did not budge from his waiver rights. Around late morning, the Kaepernick team formally asked the NFL to reconsider or just hold its own workout. By 2.30, the NFL rejected the request, and the Kaepernick team then moved on to Charles Drew High School in Riverdale after about an hour. And uh, in conclusion, it appears six teams of the 24 uh, attended. Only six. Only six. So, first off, we got to give credit to um, that uh, That uh, whole thread came from a guy on Twitter, at uh, hbryant42. So, seems to be in the know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Could be talking out of his ass. But well, I don't know. It's a good story. <laughs> good story. But yeah, so I we we talked about it before. It was he was never given a fair shake. No, he never was. No, so we'll see. It was interesting, kind of the way he approached it at the end, like kind of like procl- making proclamations to the reporters, like go back and tell all your <laughs> yeah. owners about me. Yeah, kind of thing. Like it was, it was an interesting tactic and move. Well, I mean, at least he had his media there, whatever. Right? Yeah, but. yeah. Um, and then, Think of course, of course, well, there was fallout after, like, Ka- Kaepernick's team then claimed more shit. Um, and then after that, uh, the NFL came back with another statement. Like, it's just a lot of jargon in there. And then on top of all of this, there's a, there's a silver lining shining brightly in the, <laughs> brightly in the far distance. This little nugget. Uh, former Raiders and Browns head coach Hugh Jackson... <laughs> flew to Atlanta this morning to conduct Kaepernick workout at the league's request. Kaepernick's agent invited him to attend the relocated workout, which was more than more or less an hour away from the original location, just an hour before it was about to start. So Jackson just turned around and went back to the airport and flew home. No <laughs> yeah. way. <laughs> Sorry, Hugh. Sorry for wasting your time, Hugh Jackson. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he buried the Browns a couple times, bud. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're working. We're slowly trying to work our way. Chiseling, trying. <laughs> yeah, baby. One helmet at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Oh man, what else do we got for around the NFL? I don't know. You got no, anything? I don't know. I got a little tidbit. I don't know. I just want to see what you think. What do you think the big big matchup is this week? Team wise or player on player games teams. Oh, there's uh, well, all the I read a stat about this that uh, the Thursday nighter, 
and the the Monday nighter and the Sunday nighter are all teams with winning records or something like that. Yeah. I've got it in dank stats. Yeah. Oh, nice. Is that what you? Were well, talking we, about? I was just going to touch. I think because the Green Bay San Green Fran Bay game, San Fran is looking good. I think it's going to be yeah, a shootout. I think so too. And then on Monday night, you've got the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Do so the Rams have good. a winning record or are they five hundred? Uh, no, they have, well, if you want, I can jump ahead into everybody's favorite segment early. <laughs> we can jump into dank stats. Here's a little stat that I have for you, Gord. Uh, this is the fourth week in the Super Bowl era featuring three primetime games between winning teams, the Texans and the Colts on Thursday night, Packers and the Niners on Sunday night, Ravens and Rams on Monday night. And that doesn't include the Patriots and Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Hmm. Yeah. So there's some there's some nice ones in there. That Patriots uh, Cowboys game should be should be good. Who would you start, Jimmy or Aaron Rodgers? I would start. Uh, I just was gonna say because I talk about Aaron Rodgers later in the show. I think he's going to have a bad week. <laughs> oh, okay. I think he's going to take... Oh. So I would go Jimmy G. All right, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's who, that's who I would pick. That, <laughs> I thought you were reading my notes there, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. so yeah, it should be a good weekend. What what did you pick? You said San Francisco, Green Bay? Uh, yeah, that's the matchup I'm most looking forward to. For sure. Um, I don't know. I Aaron Rodgers, if he's up to the challenge, man, he can pick apart defenses. Oh yeah, he he's can. he's probably one of the most athletic quarterbacks. He is mobile. He's good. He's very good. Handsome, but he hasn't had the fantasy year this had year. Had Olivia Munn. I know. What a guy. Now doesn't he have Danica Patrick? Yeah, not bad. Hey, I don't mind. Fast. I'm not too. I'm not too good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, touch on a massive injury from the college ranks. And we've been talking about him a little bit on the pod. Mm-hmm. Tua Tegavaloa uh, I had a massive injury. So, which is nice. Yeah. Um, dislocated hip and fractured hip. Yeah. Uh, first reports came out that it was equivalent to the uh, career-ending uh, injury that Bo Jackson received. But I think he's, I don't know, I just read the the doctor who performed the surgery. Surgery got done like today or a couple days ago. Yeah. And uh, said three months he should be not practicing, not yeah. throwing quite yet, but four months probably throwing. Yeah, they said uh, actually uh, he'll be able to put a partial weight-bearing recovery plan for six weeks. And then he's rehabbing it. And they said, yeah, three months. He'll begin to begin athletic activity again, and by the spring, he's accept, he's expected to be back to throwing. Yeah, so that's not a bad time. That's either. not bad. Good for good to hear that. Because, yeah, for you know, the young buck. Yeah, no doubt. And we uh, have. I love it. We're gonna end this. Uh, pass it around with another booger quote of the week. <laughs> <laughs> just see, this guy just keeps on giving, and you know what? This one. Uh, didn't even really have to work hard for this. No, he didn't. Uh, tweeted out uh, by Devontae Adams. <laughs> and uh, he tweets uh, Booger McFarlane. Games in this league are, are lost more than they're won. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Oh, man. Games in this league are lost more than they're won. <laughs> and then Stefan Diggs 
commented on uh, the Devontae Adams tweet and said they might as well let me commentate. <laughs> yeah, man. Stefan Diggs was talking about how he's trying to get to the bottom of who the Minnesota Vikings guy that Lizzo's talking about is. Oh, really? Yeah, he's on the case. Mm. He's on the case. Good song. I like that Lizzo song. Yeah, I know. You've actually... When we've discussed, you know, this year we've kind of gone with more old, older artists, uh, established artists, I suppose. Yeah, yeah we're switching we it up. Say. Uh, but yeah, we're, there has been discussion about a Lizzo. <laughs> we might have to have one. Yeah, we might have to, but who knows? <laughs> I'm, I'm not opposed. <laughs> Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting checks. All right, baby. Too fire to leave. <laughs> Too fire to, to nix. <laughs> it's true. I was struggling to find a bounce back boy this yeah. week. Yeah. Took a little more. Uh, took a little more research. Than usual. Yeah. Because guys had a lot of middling weeks, you know, guys with getting like 70 yards, no tutty, stuff like that, right? But my bounce back boy is Stu's boy, and now Feldy's boy, Lendog, Leonard Fournette. (laughs) Last week, uh, had his worst fantasy totals, um, 5.7 points versus Indy. This week, he faces Tennessee, who's allowing an average just over 100 yards a game on the ground. Okay. So, I think it might be time for that boy to bounce back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Uh, I think he'll be, I don't know, 110 yards, maybe? Okay. One tutty, 40 receiving yards. Oh, man. I don't mind But that. see, we don't keep track of the bounce back boy mostly, which is Well, nice. there was talk about, about doing it, but... <laughs> I my I records didn't are all bad enough, man. And my plate is full. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Teddy's plate is full. But you know what, Gord? I think you're onto something this week. I like it. <coughs> I'm down. Yeah. I think so. You gotta dream big. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. <laughs> oh man, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. That's for damn sure. Oh baby, fuck, dare to dream. Dare to dream. All right. Everybody's favorite segment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, baby. Tonight, the United by Uniforms has reached a new level. Because we have finally, fe- I feel that this segment has reached, reached, reached <laughs> validation in the eyes of Nigel all the way in St. Louis. <laughs> I come, last time Nigel and I spoke about uniforms, he mocked me mercilessly in Denver. To the point that it actually hurt. (laughs) He knows the hurt he did. But, tonight, not, who do I get a text? (laughs) Nigel. Nigel. And he says, Matt, Gord, you guys seen this? Are you looking at Eric Ebron's 
thigh pads. <laughs> oh you know that you've hit home and struck a chord with a guy when he's going to text you about the thigh pad. Yeah. We talk we talk nose bumpers, we talk capello <laughs> pockets, we talk socks, thigh pads, Nigel, kudos to you. So here it goes. Uh, for the record, I did not notice. <laughs> he runs thigh pads. Thigh pads, no. He was also wearing the Oakley Prism visor. Oh man, stylish. Stylish. So, Nigel Tip, thank you for it, buddy. Love ya. He said, Maddie, look at this. So Eric Ebron's wearing embossed Colts logo on one of his thigh pads and on the other his number. Which is crazy. Because it's it's typically a college trend. Like I know college teams have done it in the past, and like certain players with a little swag do it in, uh, in the in the college ranks. But this is the first I saw of it in the NFL, and I did a little digging, a little, little, little digging, <laughs> not even a lot. And you had the Kubota, buddy. <laughs> okay, you fucking talked to Gord's grind. And you're like, man, can I rent a machine? And you are digging. Okay, you. Have I had to dig for this. Buddy, like, manual labor over here. I dig with a pickaxe, okay? I'm a pickaxe guy. Beverly, baby. Woo! Um, <laughs> fuck. Little scrape. Just a little scrape. And Michael Brockers of the LA Rams is doing the exact same thing this weekend. Except on one thigh pad, he's going to have his number. And on the other, he's going to have a cross. Religious fella. And that's that's legal? I guess so. Really? Can't take a knee. Hmm. Anywho. Maybe uh, maybe it's going to be a trend. Maybe it's going to be something the, the pod's got to watch. It's a vibe. Yeah. Yeah, get on it. All right. All right. All right. So, other things that happened this week with uniforms. Oh. <laughs> 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 The Detroit Lions wore white jerseys at home for the first time since November 26, 1970. Would they always wear gray? Blue? Oh, yeah. Primary uniform? Yeah. Come on, Gord. That spanned 50 years and 381 home games straight of wearing blue. Hmm. I don't know why they did it, but they forced uh, the Cowboys to wear their navy blues. Uh, Jacksonville this past week, every player on the field uh, for the Jaguars was wearing a United uh, States Armed Forces uh, sticker, and they got to pick uh, the branch that they wanted to honor, and they Mm. wore it on the back of their helmets. 18. This is, you know, you're you're on to something journalistically (laughs) when you mentioned something a few pods ago, and then it's still a hot topic two to three weeks later. (laughs) 18 Baltimore Ravens had pockets sewn into their jerseys this past week. Really? 18. It's not just Dakota. Hmm. You know, Dak Prescott ain't alone. I thought it was pretty smart after I heard to you could just sew in pockets. But don't you think it's an easier thing to grab onto to tackle? The Papella yeah, Pockets sweet. has a Velcro latch, so it would release <laughs> very easily. You know, See, a pocket, you're ripping that, the jersey. The ones that I've seen are like a belt, though. This is the Papella pocket. Well, this one's an, that's like an updated version of it. Yeah. Look at, look at, like, this picture. It's genuinely, like, sewn right in. 
Hmm. It just hangs there. It's a yeah, that would be easy to grab. Yeah, so it's interesting that they're opting to do it. Maybe they don't like the feel of, you know, the belt when they're mm-hmm. running full speed, right? Um, and then this week, you need to keep an eye on. <laughs> the Chicago Bears are wearing yet another tribute uniform, although these ones have very small, minute changes. Literally, the only thing that's different is the helmet. Instead of their regular orange C logo with a blue face mask, they're wearing an all-white C logo with a gray face mask. That's the only change. And mm. this week boasts uh, a trio of color rush edition uniforms. Well, I guess uh, a quad with uh, the Houston Texans uh, tonight on the Thursday night. I like those unis. Uh, Dallas is going to wear their all-whites against the Patriots. And the L.A. Rams and the Ravens on the Monday night are going color on color. Rams are going to wear full their full yellow uh, color rush, while the flock will wear their purple with gold number outfits. So that's it. You know what to do, baby. You know. You got to look good. Look good. Play good. Play good. Pay good. Pay good. Live good. Live good. You know, eat good. Die good. <laughs> oh, man. The unis. That's that. You know? Guys are dropping it two, three weeks ahead of time, and it's coming back. I know. I know. I'm just saying. It's kind of neat. I like it. Oh, man. And it's so nice to know that my friends like it, too. It's almost the song has to be the best one we play. Yeah, for sure. The song one one day I uh, listeners will turn on their the latest episode and the intro and the outro will be this song. <laughs> <laughs> it would be good. Yeah, just double up. Oh man! But it's the MIA <laughs> Milk Carton Minute, baby. That's right, baby. That's Maddie, right. you know. Had to go grocery shopping again, right? Yeah. I never treat myself to, like, the save-ons, you know? <laughs> no. He's hitting the no-frills. He's walking around the dairy aisle. Yeah. Okay. And who yeah. does he spot on the milk carton this week? Who is on the milk carton? Mr. Alshon Jeffrey. Oh. A guy I traded for. <laughs> All right? <laughs> okay. But where, where have you been? Okay, I know I, he was hurt weeks two and three. Okay, so give him a break there, but uh, he's only got over double digits once this year. Once. Once. Once at 13 point something points, okay? Um, and like I said, a guy that was like the throw-in yeah. in the fucking trade that I, I did with me and Feldy. Yeah, meanwhile, you watch DJ Chark and Michael Thomas leave. Oh, man. I don't know. I think maybe we need to revisit that trade soon because oh, yeah. if you look at it now, I don't know if going on. <laughs> I don't know if I did, man. Oh, baby. But uh, if I make the A-pool, whew, yeah. then maybe. Yeah, then maybe it'll work. But uh, Philly, 
you know, Philly wide receivers, they've been having issues, man. Yeah, that's right. They're having issues with the QB. QB's having issues with uh, with the wide receivers. Um, it's a vicious cycle that they're in. Yeah. Carson Wentz, missing guys, right? So now the wide receivers don't trust the quarterback. Yeah. Wide receivers start dropping balls. Yeah. Now the quarterback doesn't believe in the <laughs> wide receivers, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, so, it's so true. And, like, you look at... Uh, what defenses can do with that? They see it all go down, and they're like, "Okay, this is easier. You could stack the box against uh, exactly against these guys." And Miles Sanders is fucked as a rookie. Yeah, you know, oh, to the point that they bring in JHI, which <laughs> ha- might have a Miles Sanders or, uh, owner or two out there a little bit worried. You know, <laughs> not gonna lie. Has JHI even played a snap yet? No, not yet. But he probably will usurp the role. Yeah, <laughs> vicious, vicious cycle. And around we go, Jack. Hey. Oh man. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny because you alluded, you you literally said this uh, when you were describing Alshon. Baby girl Riri, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Teddy honestly continues to bring the fire around. We might run out of fire one day. Never. (laughs) I got kindling for days. Oh, So does Teddy. Okay. Have you seen that? Okay, speaking of people that boast about dumb shit, um, have you seen that clip of the meme guy? Where he's describing how many sweet memes he has and how he can get into meme battles. Oh, and he can and destroy guys, people. Yeah, I destroy yeah, I people in meme that, battles. Man, man we got to dig that <clears throat> one up for the viewers. It was really good. Fuck. Anywho, we'll find we'll get uh, we'll get Teddy on it. But uh, Gord, do you want to hit? Uh, you kind of impromptu Feldy's. Yeah, uh, yeah. Quick, uh, quick impromptu Feldy's feel good minute. I know. Um, I know the last one didn't go over so well, but I think this one's short and sweet, and it's really nice. Good story. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I just saw a video. He gives every touchdown ball at home to his mom. And uh, his mom's blind and has been since he was 10 years old, which is crazy. Yeah, right? I had no ne- idea that never that. seen Never seen him play, right? But yeah. uh, goes to every game, and Hopkins... Gives her the ball every time. Every time he's good, little feel good story. Yeah, and he had a few. uh, He had a few uh, today. Hey, too, was it? Uh, I know he had one absolute beauty. Hmm. Um, I'd have to have to take a look. Have to pull her up. Hey, yeah. Damn. But that's Feldy's Feldy's feel good. Feldy's feel good. Went a little smoother than the last time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll ever touch Feldy's again in my life. <laughs> well, oh. who you got, Gordon? Oh yeah, he did get two tutties. Two tutties, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's ninety-four right. yards. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> and the win. And the win. All right. Uh, what are we hitting next? 
well, my favorite. <laughs> the, uh... What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Matt's dang stats. No, we're not hitting dang stats. It's the... Who'd you hit for No Frills No Namer? We haven't done No Frills No Let's Namer. Let's do that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, let's do that one. We're sticking with themes this week, you know? <laughs> so We do have themes. I, I, you know what? I thought... I, oh, I didn't mean it like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's going to be listening for that. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, could, I forgot where the No Frills No Namer goes. Yeah. He's, it's so under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that you can't you can't remember when when where sometimes it's not even there right yeah the last two weeks have been hot for the no frills no neighbor though and uh, this week we got another tight end from San Francisco <laughs> Ross Dwelly <laughs> five targets four receptions fourteen yards and two scores tight end for the New Jersey Jet <laughs> New, New York. <laughs> The New York Jets. Shit. <laughs> Daniel Brown. That's Dan- Daniel Brown. Daniel Brown. Sounds made up. <laughs> it's not. One target, one reception, 20 yards, touchdown. Boom. And he plays what position? Tight end. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? Hey. So, what did Dwelly play? Tight end. <laughs> and Daniel Smith played... Daniel Brown. Daniel. <laughs> da- Daniel Brown played. Tight end. Well, you know, tight ends. Gordo's always out there. He's always there to support you. baby they know they're safe out there <laughs> oh Kudos man. yeah well uh <laughs> that was so good <laughs> now it's time for mass to accept oh. okay let's jump into it chandler jones is the only nfl player with 10 or more sacks in each of the last five seasons only one uh dak prescott uh he's currently Currently has uh, 3,221 passing yards. He's on pace for 5,154 passing yards if he keeps it up, yeah. which would be seventh most all time. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Like, Dax, <laughs> that, he's having a, a year, man. Speaking of crazy stats, like the Tennessee Titans, okay, who follows them? No one. Have <laughs> scored, Terrible unis. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind the blue, blue domes, but we'll, we can talk about that after. Uh, they've scored a touchdown on 10 straight trips to the red zone. NFL's longest active streak, and they lead the league, they lead the league with a red zone touchdown percentage of 72%. Really? Yeah, Tana Thrill. <laughs> Miami, what were you doing? <laughs> you let a stud go. Yeah. Future Hall of Famer, perhaps. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. No, jokingly, he would never, ever get close there unless he buys a ticket to get in. But Michael Thomas... He's, he might be Kent Bell yeah, if man. he keeps it up. He's hauled in his 90th reception of the season. Um, 
more than 90, actually. That's the most any players recorded through a team's ten, uh, first 10 games of a season, uh, passing Julio Jones's mark set in 2015. If you look at his numbers, he has 94 receptions so far. The entire Eagles receiving core has 93. Yeah. And then his yards, he's got 1,141. 1, those Eagles have 1,008. <laughs> so he's just an absolute stud. Yeah, I traded him away. Trade him away. So long. See you in <laughs> My gut says you're no good at football. <laughs> no, that's not true. No good. F- okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, anywho. But. Do you want to you talk sneaky fantasy? I know you do. John Brown, baby. Over 50 yards receiving in all 10 games this season. Since 2001, Antonio Brown in 2014 is the only player with over 50 receiving yards in every regular season game, all 16. Uh, Brown is on pace to join him if he keeps it up, hmm. which is pretty neat. Washington, however, speaking of disappointments, is the first team to go 16 straight quarters without a touchdown since the Ravens did in 2000, according to our friends at Alive Sports Bureau. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since week six, Devontae Parker is the ranked wide receiver 11 in fantasy. Add him. Yeah. If he's, if he's out there, add him. He ain't him. out there anymore. In my auction league, he's out there as we what? speak. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers has thrown seven interceptions in his last two games, uh, which is the most uh, in a two-game span in his entire career. Monday was his 61st loss by seven or fewer points as a starting quarterback. The most by a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl era. <laughs> Rivers in the last... Uh, um, Rivers has zero touchdowns and four interceptions in the final uh, two minutes of regulation. In a one possession game this season, he just cracking. Yeah, he's just cracking. Yeah, he's ah, maybe needs change, change scenery. Yeah, gunslinger. I still like him though. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, the Vikings are the first team in the last forty seasons to score a touchdown on every second half possession, and they won after trailing by twenty points at the half. Hmm. That was quite the game. Raiders rookies. You have to give it to Mike Mayock. Listen to this. Uh, these rookies have combined for, these are the Raiders ones, 14 scrimmage touchdowns, most in the NFL, 1,676 scrimmage yards, most in the NFL, 937 rushing yards, most in the NFL, 73 catches, uh, most in the NFL, and 739 receiving yards, second most, and 10 sacks, most, which hmm. is crazy. Like, that. that's that's getting your team ready, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. You, Gruden's got it, and Mayock's got it. Uh, listen to this. Active number of consecutive winning winning seasons, 2019 included. A uh, bunch of teams at zero, uh, including the Giants and the Browns. Uh, <laughs> a couple teams with one and two seasons. Dallas and Tennessee have uh, three straight winning seasons. Pittsburgh's got five. Um, KC had six in there. Seattle had six in there. And then, uh, or, or Seattle had seven. And then the team in first place had 19, New England. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> fucking crazy. That's wild. Nineteen uh, winning seasons. Nineteen winning seasons. Uh, uh, most consecutive winning seasons. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Last week against Philly marked the first game in Tom Brady's entire career that another Patriot led the team in passing touchdowns when Brady played the entire game. That's among 317 career starts, including the playoffs. And what happened was Julian Edelman tossed the lone touchdown pass for the Patriots in their 17-10 uh, win over the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And uh, no dank stats is actually fully completed unless you hit a Marty Bathwater milestone. <laughs> you gotta so, hit the milestone. Gotta hit it. You, you talked about to the earlier. top of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get there. Yeah, you gotta get clean. Jump in Marty Bathwater's bathtub. <laughs> hit a milestone, baby. Scrub you down. And you talked about him earlier. DeAndre Hopkins, 600 receptions in his career. He's the second youngest player to reach uh, 600 career uh, catches. Good for him, man. Didn't Jarvis Landry just hit a milestone, too? Uh, yeah, it's something like uh, most... Uh, yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure what hmm. what it is. I thought you would have had that stat this week. Oh, no, I didn't. Damn. Oh, I should have had a snippet of Gord's dang stats. <laughs> <laughs> a snippet of Gord's. Oh, well. <laughs> so what do we got? We got something special for you, Gord. If uh, listeners aren't sure by now, but there's been a bit of a theme, a Disney theme, and why not roll that theme right into uh, my favorite section of the week, Gord's Grinder. show you the world <laughs> man what is hi-ho from is that from sleeping beauty uh snow white seven There's dwarves snow white yeah. and the seven dwarves dwarves yeah. off going off to work while she ate a poison apple at home hi-ho oh man she's like you guys live in squalor let me live with you and clean your house while you guys go to work <laughs> that's a good deal for the dwarves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man except for grumpy or grouchy or whatever his yeah. name was <laughs> Oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> Gord's Grinder. <laughs> Mr. Michael Gallup. Oh, baby. Last week versus Detroit. Bald. Yeah. Out. Nothing Mickey Mouse about that, motherfucker. No, not at all. 148 yeah. yards. No tutty. Give it to the man. That's a grinder fucking week. That and is a grinder week. for once, I actually started it. Fuck yeah. And... I left Stefan Diggs <laughs> and Calvin Ridley on the bench <laughs> for a combined 45 points on the bench. It has happened. Ladies and gentlemen, it has finally happened. We have incorporated a sub-segment into Gord's original segment. So Gord's Grinder now has a sub-segment named Gord's Benchfire. That was, ep- that was the first edition. Because goddamn, it's hot. Because <laughs> literally this week in the chat, moments before Feldman announced it and Andrew backed it up within seconds, Gord had texted me privately <laughs> saying, "Nothing more certain in life than death, taxes, and Gord's bench being completely on fire." And he sent me a screenshot. Oh man, Fuck. it was so good. I literally opened it and then I saw Feldman, Andrew, right back to back. <laughs> Both making the same observation. <laughs> oh, well, I still won. Yeah, that's right. So, fuck, win's a win, buddy. Yeah, that's true. Had to do it. Had to do Had it, Had to man. do it. Oh, that was tough. It was <laughs> fucking tough, man. But. Yeah. Well. Tough to just watch and hope. God. 
Agony. Okay, well, Fearless, Forecast, and Tank Cast. My favorite part. (laughs) Actually, no, it's my second least favorite part. Second least? Least is Andy's letters. Oh, for sure. Oh, we got a special one for you tonight, too. Special one for you. Special letter. Tank. One of the boys. Tank is. it's tough, man. Tank is like the one I do last because I dread it the most. I don't like doing it either. I don't know why we have it. It's our fucking show. <laughs> yeah, we could, we cut could it. just fucking. Ask no, it. man, you can't at this point. My record's slightly improving. Nah, I'm gonna let the listeners decide <laughs> whether I. Okay, I'm okay. fine with leaving so, Twitter like a like a poll. <laughs> Might need a poll. Yeah. Last week I Should said, we dust off the old Twitter accounts? No. We can make a Twitter poll. <laughs> no, I don't even have the app on my phone anymore. Oh, that's nice. But webs. last week, Nick Foles said he'd go for 330 yards and three touchdowns. Okay, yeah. He, he went for 296 yards. Okay. Two touchdowns, but one interception. Right, and like his second touchdown was a garbage time, last minute touchdown to Chark. Yes. Which helped, which helped. Yeah, that was nice. So I'm going to call that a loss. <laughs> really? I don't know. You, you called that a three, win? You said 330, he threw 330, for how much? Under, okay, quick math, 34. 34 That's yards underneath. Reason. Hmm. I don't know what the gap should be. I'm not making the decision here. This is up to the listeners, I think. Majority decides. Toss it out there. We'll see. Next and pick. And he threw a pick. And he threw a pick. That's and why I'm saying it's one, probably a and, loss. And one less touchdown than you said. Yes. So I didn't uh, get any <laughs> category, right? So that's why I'm so, saying it's a loss, right? Yeah, I'm going to give you a loss. This is, not going to, this is not going out to the public. That's an L. That's a loss. Okay, talk okay, it out. that's a loss. You texted tonight. You said, buddy, I think I'm going to go on two for two. <laughs> Close. Two for two. Oh, the next no. one. The Red Zone Reindeer, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. 86 yards, one touchdown. That's what I said. He went for 67 yards and one touchdown. Mm. So, like, what are you going to do on that one, you know? One or two? Give it to me or no? Hmm. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I mean, like... I've had some generous <laughs> gives, man. Yeah, that's true. So, give a little get. Yeah. So I'm five for 13. <laughs> Respectable. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Oh, goddamn. What are you at? Um, well, <clears throat> I nailed my first one. Wide receiver. I said Baby Tron Galladay would have, would have a tough day against the Cowboys. I thought he would get under 40 yards, no touchdowns. He actually did that. One catch, 37 yards, no touchdowns. Nailed it. Chalk it up. W. At running back, though, uh, fucking Mark Ingram, the second, against the Houston Texans. I thought he would have 45 yards on the ground, no scores, and a fumble lost. Fuck me. (laughs) He had 47 on the ground, 37 through the air with two receiving touchdowns. Stomped all over my heart in the process. (laughs) I mean, like, come on, have a little, please. 
Be kind. How dare you? <laughs> Me and Gretz don't agree. <laughs> oh, um, so I'll take that one as an L for sure. Um, which What's pushes, your record Which at? pushes my record? Hold on. Let me tell you. Sitting at a... Ugh, nine and eight. Mm. Above 500. Better than 513. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very true. Uh, do you want to do yours first? This week's? All right. Yeah. All right. I'm going. You know who I got? New York Jets. Not the New Jersey Jets. <laughs> like I had precluded <laughs> to earlier. Jamison Crowder versus Oakland. Okay. Oakland's sixth worst in the league against the pass. Um, I think he's going 10 receptions, 112 yards, and one touchdown. All right? Okay. I okay. think he's going to get peppered. They don't use Robbie Anderson. No. He, he Darnold's not a deep guy. No. Jameson works out of the guys. slot, yep. and boom, targets, targets. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to get some volume this week. I think he's going to be good. Running back, Jalen Samuels. Versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay? Hear me out on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Since he is dead fucking last in the league against the run. So, like, if I don't hit here, I don't know what else I can do. I don't know what else I can do. I'm going <laughs> to keep losing. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like the castaway now, not found yet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's going 86 rush yards, one rush tutty, three receptions, 30 receiving yards. All mm. right. Okay. That's my fearless. All right. I hope, uh, <clears throat> whoever has them on their team succeeds. Not like Andrew, I guess, which is the kiss of death. Not yeah. bad. What do you got? Uh, well for the tank, I've got the, uh, man, I I really I have to say that when I get the tank I don't like the quarterback and the tight ends <laughs> which are always coupled together. I prefer the wide receiver and the running backs. I find I'm more accurate with those fuckers. Um so with that being said, at quarterback, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have oh. a bad week against the San Francisco 49ers. Who knows, Gord? Maybe it's going to be he might be the best player of the week. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, you have to look. He's been in a bit of a funk the last couple of weeks. He's taking on a real good D who've allowed the second fewest points to quarterbacks in fantasy this year. I think a rotten egg's coming up. So I think uh, I think uh, predicting 205 through the air, one touchdown and a pick. You know, Kyler Murray did not bat against him last week. That's and true. And he did not bat against him the first time they played. That's either. true. I'm hoping the only touchdown goes to Devontae Adam. We'll see. Get him one. At tight end, some would say the most important position in fantasy. <laughs> we have Darren Waller against the New York Jets. How the hell can you predict this goddamn fucking predict, uh, position? I'm so fucking over it. Waller, who has been one of the more consistent guys, if you can even say that, uh, for this paltry group. They're taking on a Jets D that has actually surrendered the third fewest points to tight ends um, this season. So I'm thinking he has two catches, 24 yards, no scores, uh, and he's he's got what's coming to him. And really, my my record's sitting at a nine and eight. 
That's not bad. Not bad. Not, not bad. bad. At one point, it was very respectable, but I've been on a bit of a slide. So all, I think, all I need to do is think positive thoughts, put my mind to it, and dream. Have you ever had a dream that, that you, um, you had, you, you, you could, you do, you, you want, you, you could do so, you, you do, you could, you, you want, you want him to do you so much, you could do anything? Preach. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Buds yeah. and duds? Yeah, buds and duds. Let's hit them. We actually... Oh, it should be, nah, we shouldn't even mention the fuck up. I fucked up this week. Nah, whatever. I did duds twice. Whatever. But... Not as if anybody's keeping track. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I just dug at the bottom of the barrel and I was looking for guys, right? Yeah. Um, And this week, quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Or last week, tough one. You know, tough one for the kid. 4.96 points for guys. And this is, he's almost a must start, right? Yes. 169 yeah. pass yards, 3 rush attempts, 12 rush yards, and a fumble lost. He was getting beat. Oh, oh big time. Big yeah. time. Yeah, I started him in my auction league. I got fucked. <laughs> yeah. Wide receiver, Marquise Hollywood Brown mm-hmm. versus Houston. You know, same game. Four targets, two receptions, 23 yards, 2.3 points. And I think that's a guy you're starting. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's a guy you're starting. I try to only pick the starters in the duds oh, and the yeah. buds. Yeah, Well, for obviously sure. buds. Yeah. Well, Unless for, some guy balls out and nobody has I think it's easier rare. for duds to pick uh, the stars and be like, what, you expect this from this guy. Exactly. You don't expect this from this guy. And then the buds, it's nice to pick the guys where it's like, whoa, where'd you come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Give yeah. them a little light yeah, of day, right? Yeah, definitely. For all the listeners. Yeah, for sure. Running back, Sonny Michelle versus Philly. PlayStation. Only 10 rush attempts, 33 yards, 4 targets, 2 receptions, 11 receiving yards. 4.4 points. Oh, nice. And that's a tough start for guys, too. Like, he's kind of handcuffing guys and making them start him, especially in buys, shit like that. Oh, right? yeah. Yep. So, tough start for the kid. Tight end. Your boy, Gerald Everett. Harald. <laughs> <laughs> he played 14 snaps. Yeah. 14. Yeah. God damn, Tyler Higby. Yeah, goddamn Tyler Higby. I got Higby'd. <laughs> he had one target, one reception for 20 yards. So oh. not a bad gain, but not getting used. Not getting no, used. No, that's true. And that's duds. That's the duds of the week, buddy. Yeah, fucking right. Oh, hat out. What are you doing to me? Dad went into a restaurant and ate everything in the restaurant. And they had to close the restaurant. <laughs> Well, the buds this week. Let's give some love. Yes, you know to the guys who balled, balled out at quarterback dance and Dak Prescott versus the Detroit Lions. Dakota had himself a game: twenty-nine completions, four hundred and forty-four passing yards, three touchdowns. He had eighteen yards rushing, bringing owners a beautiful thirty-five points. At wide receiver, we chatted about him earlier: John Smoke Brown against Miami Dolphins. One of the quietest, most reliable fantasy players this season had a day against the Finns. Nine catches, 137 yards, two touchdowns. His yeah, speed, Josh Allen's arm, deadly this season. One of the sneakiest. The Bills are doing good. 
Definitely, yeah. Yeah. One of the sneakiest free agent pickups, have yeah. to say. 29 points at running back. Gus, the minibus, Edwards. Out of nowhere. Against the Texans, out of nowhere, man. Why weren't they using Ingram? I don't know. Well, they were. That's the thing. Gus only had eight rushes, (laughs) but he went off for 112 yards and a touchdown. Man. Good for the second most points at the running back position last week. 21 points. Crazy. And at tight end. Oh, Gord. (laughs) Who is he? Oh, you just grabbed him, baby. Oh, Ryan Griffin. Your boy. boy. (laughs) Ryan Griffin against the Washington Redskins. Had himself a game, five catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. The only thing better than his amazing uh, stat line for owners with 20 points at the tight end position. Who would have thought? Was his sticky hand celebration when he got into the end zone. Oh, if you haven't seen it, look it up. And those were the buds of the week. Hmm, baby. Yeah. Shit. <coughs> well, are we just gonna roll through the uh, roll through the matchups last week? Yeah, for sure. Let's touch um, on. Who you wanna? What do we? What should we start with here? N forty. Yeah, definitely. All right, we'll roll the N forty quickly. Okay. Um, we got the downtown degenerates took down the boners. Uh, eighty-eight to. 51, that was a rough one for the boners, yeah. but they're still sitting in 4th and the Degenerates are in 11th. Uh, the Scoundrels took on um, the, I don't know what their the name Yeast was. The Yeast Lake Flounders. The Yeast Lake Flounders. Now opponent is a pedo, which is a little bit offensive, but whatever. <laughs> uh, they beat, so Scott beat Nige. Yes. <laughs> 113 to 109. Huge uh, win for huge the Scouts. Huge win for the Scouts. Uh, they bumped them up to third place. Close, 113 and, to 109. That's uh, crazy. And is in sixth. The Vices continue on a hot streak. 109 over the Butt Pirates with 65. Uh, Vices are obviously in first. And... Uh, Butt Pirates in ninth. The Blazers took down Careless Whisper. <laughs> 90, Whimper, baby. 90 Hi. to 70. Uh, Blazers are in second. Uh, Whisper's solid in last. The Cowtown Killers smoked. Cat Dude, 132 to 92. Uh, the Killers sit in fifth. And Cat Dude falls out of April contention and he sits in seventh. The Rundle Hardhats beat the Strathcona Coronas 96-67, to despite 45 points on the bench. And uh, I move into 8th, and the Coronas into 10th. And the Killers with the hot week. Yeah, they've been on a roll. Mike Thomas, 21. DJ Chark, 26. Oh, yeah, those guys, oh, I won't miss <laughs> them. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, you can admit when you're wrong, and maybe I, uh, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> well, we'll see. You could have predicted that Saquon would get back hurt that quickly after. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, oh well. What do you got? You got the. Yeah, well, uh, just a few more things about the about the 40. Well, let's oh. talk about some streaks. Uh, longest uh, winning streak right now belongs to Feldy and the Cowtown Killers at four in a row. Longest losing streak, John continues to own that respectably. With a eight in row uh, loss column, and he takes on Andy this week, so we'll see what happens there. We haven't tried about it in a while, but let's might as well check in on the moves of uh, the N40L. <laughs> in third place, we have Johnny and the Valley View Vices with twenty six. In second, a surprising newcomer to the race, 
Commissioner Good Cal <laughs> with 28. And in first place, our hero, the man of the hour, El Huncho with 29. <laughs> Owning it like a boss. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, man. 29 moves. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, don't worry. You've made slightly less than the triple F. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh fuck well let's chat about the triple f uh big week last week i'm i'm having a tough go in this league <laughs> and i'm getting fucked in the hardest ways uh because last week i took on my little i'm proud of him but i wish he didn't win at my expense uh c rob and he beat me 107.36 to 107.14 uh tough loss it's not my first one this season. Did the same thing with Johnny. Uh, so I'm a resilient fighter. I'll bounce back. Uh, God damn, that was close. All I needed yeah, was, was so a, a reception from either Hunter Henry or Keenan Allen on the Monday Nighter. And Phil Rivers throws a pick <laughs> 20 yards out of the end zone. God damn. Yeah. And that cost me the week. I'm sitting at 10th. Definitely not making playoffs. The Banyas are on the fringe at 7. Uh, first place, Johnny Schmiller. First place in both leagues, John. Yeah, Schmiller. he is. He is. 135 points uh, over the second place, North Saskatchewan River Snakes, 117. But they still sit in second place. Top two teams in the league, Woo! Johnny and Gord. Gut guys. Gut guys. Meat Beaters squeaked out a win. Uh, 90, well, not squeaked, but they irked one out. 97-86 over the Swans. They sit in sixth, and the Swans are in eighth. In third place, Robbie has to be the, the rookie of the year. If we're yeah. giving... If we're given the Calder, uh, or called Calder, what the fuck's a rookie one? Yeah, uh, it's the... Is it the Calder? Calder? Yeah, it's the Calder, Rookie of the Year, I don't yeah. know, whatever. Something. And yeah, who's... Goddamn, uh, it would be Robbie. And who's <laughs> who's uh, his mentor? GM of the of Year? Uh, yeah. GM of the Year? You didn't do anything nice to him, though. You were just hard, tough fucking love. <laughs> tough love, man. Yeah. Tough love. Fucking take it. Anyways, he won his matchup 87 to 80 over uh, Nine Rivers Squeaked Accountant. It. Yep. Irked it out. Just like just, just like his mentor. Straight <laughs> like the Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, you're handing him down fucking pickaxes and shovels. Here you go, boy. You got it. The Trouser Snakes won a big one, 103 uh, over Kess, uh, who only put up 96. Kess is in fifth, a little bit of a slip. Uh, the Trouser Snakes move into fourth. And the Grosvenor Gluttons, congratulations, back in the win column. Uh, Asterix, they put up a huge 123, but they played a Dribble Bros team who Crooked Kamish... Uh, Gord forgot to set their lineup for. <laughs> so as a result, they started a quarterback who was on a bye. Uh, and they only put up 51 points. Oh, they also started a D that didn't play. Uh, so there you go. Congratulations, hey, you know, like, Bakey. I'm not going to take anything away from it, but oh, come on, dribble bros. Come on, Gord. <laughs> Set these lineups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my bad. You know. Yeah. Make an honest league out of us. It's you tough. Know? It's tough. Uh, longest winning streak belongs to the Meat Beaters. They've got four in a row. And uh, longest losing streak, I share that distinction. My tokes. And the Dribble Bros are on three-game slides. <laughs> Talk about the moves in the Triple F. Uh, wow. Yeah. Gord, you, you are a good teacher. You always said, you know, I, I wish I could be a like, shop teacher. I think you'd be great at that. Uh, but you are a good teacher because your boy, Robbie, 
a whopping 37 moves <laughs> <laughs> this season. Easily takes first place. But listen to this, not far behind. John McDaniel, Jer, and C-Rob each have 32. And you're sitting comfortably in third with 27. <laughs> That's not even bad. You man. have 29 in the 40. <laughs> yeah, well, I've made a couple moves this week. <laughs> so there you go. That's what's up. Oh, man. Well. Story time. Gord's time. Do Favorite I got to read it? Do you want... It's up to you. Do you want to read mine and I'll read yours? Or do you want to read your own and I'll read my own? Um, fuck, I'll read it, I guess. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, Andy... This punishment has hurt you as much as it's hurt me. <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. But, alright. We'll, we'll hit it. The last, the second last letter. Yeah. Of, which is uh, a kind ending. Coming to the end of the road. <laughs> Dear Gord, in what may come as a shocking development, I was not able to complete my letters the night of the 40s. Each letter takes a good 20 or 30 minutes to write, and so trying to bang off 11 in a night was overly ambitious, as it turns out. Well, when you wait till the last week of the punishment when you've had five months to fucking do it, yeah, that would be a time crunch. Carry on. (laughs) Oh, well. I've got a new strategy. A cup of Earl Grey after eating a wonderful breakfast cooked by my own Megan. Congrats again to you. Thank you. My mind is clear and ready to break down the many ways in which last year's league runner-up, the Rundle Hardhats, were better than mine. Insert one of my old team names here. How about you, Mariota? No. That was not a bad one. I actually like that one. Yeah, when Mariota was relevant. Two points we, two points before we dive in too deeply. And I actually have to read the handwritten letter. Yeah. This is the first time I've read it. And uh, it's actually printed very well. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, well, he wrote <laughs> it sober. sober. All right, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is letter number ten. Just like your favorite backup QB, two-time Super Bowl champion and MVP Eli Manning. Oh baby, <laughs> that's heat. I like that one, Andy. Way to go. Didn't nice plan it that way, but I'm happy it worked out like this. Second, with yours, mine, and John's significant others all being named Megan, it's fair to say. That Megan is the front runner for official girlfriend name of the N40L. Maybe that's what Matt needs to do. Find himself a nice Megan to spend time with. Maybe at the next teacher's convention. But anyways, ellipsis. On to, I'll be on the hunt, don't you worry. On to football. You rolled with a duo of NFC North QBs, Mitch Trubisky and Kirk Cousins. Both had much better fantasy seasons than Cam Newton, particularly Cousins. With running back Dalvin Cook going down early to injury, Minnie's offense got pretty pass-heavy, and Adam Thielen was the main beneficiary. Regardless, that made for a great season fantasy use for Cousins. Wide receivers, Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper. Ooh, that was a good duo last year, man. I miss that. Yeah, that is a great duo. Not this year, though. This is tough to read because the letter got ripped. Oh, this, this must have, I thought okay. you were reading off the letter just no. now. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's a little okay. bit ripped. Uh, this must have been a nice one-two punch for you. 
My you note- gotta invest in a letter opener cord. <laughs> I didn't open it, okay? <laughs> you use a butter knife if you don't have one in the future, right? I know how to open a letter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if anything, you'd think I'd be the guy who knows how to open yeah. a letter because I don't know how to write emails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you always carry a switchblade on yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, <laughs> Andy says, Steph, uh, oh, my one-two punch, Amari Cooper and Devontae Adams, who worked dynamite. Uh, his number one was Stefan Diggs, who unfortunately did not get the targets with Cousins that he did uh, with Keenan the year before. I think one of the one of my weaknesses in previous years has been the homer picks. Diggs and min defense last year, Thielen and min, de- min defense this year. I really hope I am not sitting here next year Writing you a letter about <laughs> you with the new offensive coordinator and a healthy Dav- Dalvin Cook. Nice pick, Gord. Actually, that was Tay. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this punishment will never, ever be given out ever again. So <laughs> no, let's not worry about letter writing. God. <laughs> Actually, if Gord ever loses, I'm going to make him do this. <laughs> and the job will be read every letter oh by himself on the pod. <laughs> yeah, I can read my own shit. No, I would, I would, it would be everybody else's writing. Oh, man. Or I'd just get Andrew to write everybody's. <laughs> <laughs> Running backs. How about that Zeke Elliott? One of the finest fantasy backs available. I've already mentioned in other letters my RB1 did not play a single game. Your backs were clearly better. Homer picks do not <laughs> seem to be an issue for you, as I've... I see precisely zero New York football giants on your year-end roster. They call you a gut guy, El Huncho, but this is a great example of a head move. Way to keep the haters mad and keep us all guessing. It's almost one... Oh, it almost won it all. Won you it all, almost. Wishing <laughs> you the best this fantasy season. Yours in friendship. Andy Peterson, GM, Strathcona Coronas. <laughs> Peace. Oh, <laughs> printed would have been a little bit nicer, actually. But, well, whatever. No, that was good. Yeah. Only one more. There you go. All right. Well, I guess we'll just we'll end her with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It was a good app. Good app. Yeah, I thought it was a great app. Yeah. Kept uh, it tight. Kept yeah. it tight. Fully agree. I think the nice thing is <laughs> we just keep rising. Oh, yeah. We just keep building, you know? Oh, yeah. Add to it for sure. In the trenches. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We, what are we talking about right now? Who knows? Who knows? I'm pretty, yeah. I'm feeling it tonight. Perfect. Boys, Perfect. Why wouldn't you? Mini Thursday. Mini. Mini Friday. <laughs> it is a Thursday. <laughs> Fucking rice. All right, boys. We'll see you next week. Oh, man. Okay, wait. Before we say bye. What? Should we Should we talk about how Stu listens to our podcast sometimes? <laughs> what do you mean? Like? like when he plays it to himself in the car. Like what he does to speed? our voices. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> should we? I think so. I mean, I don't know. Like, he plays it on half speed, so it's even slower. Well, he just, like, he's like, you know, you can tell which episodes, like, the boys really get after it, right? Like, 
get really drunk. Yeah. And not just baked, right? Or Well, you know, I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, about. we we've been keeping it pretty tight yeah. in the last few weeks. But Stu said that sometimes when he's driving to work, he'll play the pod on 0.5 speed <laughs> and it makes us sound even more fucked than normal. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you guys want to experiment... Cool and unusual punishment for your voice. <laughs> well, I don't give a shit. But, like, fuck. Yeah, let's go. If you guys want to try it. Oh, Brainchild God. of... Uh, I guess he's a producer now. Stu yeah. Swanson. Yeah, Stu Swanson. Producer. Yeah. Amen. All right, boys. We'll see you next week. I still love you so